This is Bill McMinn from Makeable Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and daily life, putting the Bible into practical, everyday terms. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn. Along with me is Eric Barfell, and appreciate you being in here. It's been a while. It's been a long summer, yeah. It has been. Yeah, we haven't done anything. It's not actually, it's not that Eric hasn't been on because I just didn't want to be on here. We just didn't do a podcast for a while. So when when do we stop? I would say mid May. Mid May. Mid May, and then we came back last week. Bethany came and helped mm-hmm. me out, which I thought was cool. And then uh, glad to have you here today. Actually, it's always good to take breaks too. I think so. I don't mind doing. I think the last two summers we've actually taken a break from doing the podcast, and then we'll okay. run them through like the season. It always seems you would think it'd be a little bit lighter, but there always seems to be a lot. That's going on in the summertime, so it does oh, seem to be a good, it. yeah, a good break. And here we are in fall, and I'm seeing actually the leaves are falling off the trees. I was on the trail today praying, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of leaves still left, obviously, but they're changing still colors fast. Green. Like it's yeah. so you see that transition starting to happen. Mm-hmm. So oh, enjoy yeah. it, enjoy it now these next few weeks because in one month there probably will not be many leaves left on the trees. And that's yeah. kind of scary, actually. It'll go pretty quick. It does. Anyway, uh, one of the things I want to talk about today was salvation and especially that perspective of what is what did Christ do for us, his death on the cross, mm-hmm. why can't we earn our way to heaven, that kind of thing. And when I used to visit people in church, I would, you know, let's say they were newcomers and I would visit them. I'd always ask two questions. And I would ask, if you die tonight, do you know where you would go, heaven or hell? And I heard both responses. Sometimes people would tell me, well, I think I'd go to hell. Some people would say, I think I'm going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. If they thought they were going to go to heaven, I'd say, well, if you were to stand before God and he were to ask you, why should I let you into my kingdom? What would you say? Right. Now, this is where it gets interesting because you hear a lot of stuff and you've, you've asked people that's very same question. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you've gotten similar responses to what I have and it can be based in church. I'm pretty good, better right. than my neighbor. Right. I'm nice to people, that kind of stuff. No, I asked a guy back in 2016. It was, he was a friend of mine. Um, I no, I asked him the same thing. He's like, Oh no, I'm going to hell. I'm driving the bus. <laughs> you know, that was always his, right. his go-to joke and because right. uh, he loves to make fun of people. He loves doing this, you know, kind of good intentions, but he also knows, I don't know, I, I actually, I don't, I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend like I do know, but it was always his assumption. Oh yeah, no, I'm going to go to hell. Right. I'm, I'm the worst, you know, whatever. Um, so walked him through a conversation right there and he, he gave his life to the Lord actually. Which was pretty awesome actually. Oh yeah. So, and when you give your life to the Lord, I mean, that's what it takes. It's not a matter of, we don't, when, when somebody wants to be forgiven and they want to know God and they mm-hmm. want to know they're going to go to heaven, we don't say, well, listen, you come to church and for five years in a row, come back and talk to us. Yeah, if you right, do enough right. good, if you give enough money, that's never the answer. Yep. The answer for us is always to believe. And that clashes with, especially listen to this, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, all right? It is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And this is an absolutely crystal clear verse on salvation. Mm-hmm. It is by grace you have been saved. Saved meaning you have a home in heaven, your sins are forgiven. It's by grace, it's through faith. It has nothing to do with you. And and one of the problems I have, Eric, is every time you give an answer like, well, I go to church, or I'm pretty good, or I'm better than my neighbor, whatever it is, you're looking at yourself. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. well, then here's my question. If, we, if we're going to look at ourselves, then what was the point of Christ dying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, ex- honestly. Right. That good question, actually. Right. Because if, if, 
if all, all we need to do is be nice, then God could have just said of going through all the hassle of sending his son to die an agonizing death on the cross. He could have just handed us be kind t-shirts mm-hmm. and call it a day. Yeah. Right. Right. Because if that's all it took, it was me to be nice and be nicer than someone else. Then, okay, well, yeah, I'll just go be good and I'll be nice. But it says here in this verse, it's not by work salvation, meaning being forgiven, mm-hmm. having a home in heaven is not by works so that no one can boast. Not mm. one single person yeah. can go to heaven and brag about how good they were because every single one of us were saved by grace. There's a there's a good amount of arrogance wrapped up in ignorance. Like people right. don't know. True. And so they think it's like all on them. Right. They're either so good. Yeah, of course they're going to heaven because they're so good. You know, just looking right. at themselves, just pointing back. Or, or on the opposite side, they're, they're not going to heaven because they're so bad or they right. haven't done this or they haven't done whatever, given the money, the time, the, you know, whatever they think it, it entails. It's a very common mentality. The scales will balance at mm-hmm. the end. If I have more good than bad, then and the, one of the issues is if you believe that, I mean, if you're really looking at yourself to get there, I think some people, A, aren't thinking it through. Yeah, right. Hard right. enough or deeply enough. And others, you'd really live in fear because you'd always live in uncertainty where it says that you, it is by grace you have been saved. And when you look at the tense of that verb, have been saved, it's a perfect mm-hmm. tense, which means this. It's, it's action, completed action in the past with the results continuing in the present. Right. Exactly. It's exactly. something. It's not something you're going to get. It doesn't say you will, as for by grace, you will be saved. Mm. It says you have been saved. You already Mm -hmm. have a home in heaven. You already have your sins forgiven again, and it's through faith. And one of the reasons we can't earn it is because we're all sinners. Right. Every single one. What do you think of that verse? All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, It's pretty clear cut to me. For all people have sinned, and because of that sin, you fall short of God's perfection, the glory of God. Right. And fall short, like if you were trying to broad jump the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and if you've been to the Grand Canyon, you know, it's it's really wide. You know, the best broad jumper in the world, no matter how good he is, isn't going to broad jump the Grand Canyon. Right. I mean, you right. can't do it. So, and this is what it's saying. When it's saying you're falling short of the glory of God, it means you can't do it. All fall short of the glory Sounds of God. Sounds pretty all-inclusive to me. Right, all of them. And and then the issue of what we earn by that in Romans 6, 23 mm-hmm. is the wages of sin is death. So yeah. death being eternal separation from God. And right. it's what you earn. Right. It's fair. We earn that by our sins. Mm-hmm. All of us fall short. Yeah. That's why we need salvation. Yeah. Bill, I, I've watched a lot of, um, are you familiar with Ray Comfort? Yeah. The guy out in California, he's got this Afro, the accent, and, and he, he does a lot of, like street evangelism right. in some crazy places in California. Uh, he, he's at like the basketball court in the hood. He's on uh, whatever the boardwalk and the pier are out there. Anyways, so he kind of walks through people through like the Ten Commandments. He's like, oh, do you think you're going to heaven? A lot of them say yes. Why? Because I'm a good person. He walks them through the Ten Commandments, and they kind of list out how many of the Ten Commandments they've broken. Right. He's like, do you still think you're going to heaven? And so often, so many of them say Yes, because my good deeds outweigh my bad deeds. And he, and he says, in what court of law does that ever hold up? Right. Oh, you're being convicted because you killed this person. Oh, but your honor, I've done a lot of good things. It should right. outweigh. He's like, well, that doesn't matter. You're, right. not being, you're not being judged on the good things you've done. You're, you're being judged on the, the laws you've broken here. Right. And, and it, it, it's, I mean, I think it's just phenomenal how he gets people's 
minds work and you can see it in his you know five six minute videos like people start thinking about this right. actually and i mean some of his videos are results in people giving their life to christ right other people uh i mean you can tell you can just see it in there like they're they're actually kind of thinking about this as they walk away right. i mean yeah sure he you know gives them a little gift card or whatever for being in his video or something but he gets people and thinking it's, about it's this. what we want people thinking about because the fact of the matter is if I could earn it, Christ didn't have to die. The mm -hmm. fact that Jesus Christ died shows I couldn't earn it. Therefore, my salvation has nothing to do with me and everything to do with him. Right, and in 1 right. Peter 3.18, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He's put to death in the body, made alive in the spirit. He suffered once for sins. He's the righteous mm -hmm. or who? The unrighteous. To what? Bring you to God. His whole purpose is to get us to be able to have a relationship with God and the barrier between me and God that needed to be changed was my sin. Something had to be done about it because I stink when it comes to God. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, you, you might look at it this way. Maybe I my sins aren't that bad. I only stepped in a little bit of dog dirt. Well, it doesn't take a lot of dog dirt to stink. Yeah, right, right, right. right? You know what I'm saying? We're not saying, like, you're covered head to toe in dog dirt. Mm -hmm. You could just have a little dog dirt. You still need mm -hmm. to clean that right. up before you're yeah. going to come in the house. And so, exactly. you know, your your wife's going to say, no, even a little bit, you got to get rid of it. Yeah. So you you look at it from God's perspective. Yeah, we sin stinks. And so we still need to be cleaned up, every mm -hmm. single one of us. And whether we have a lot of stink or a little bit of stink, we still have stink. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I think it goes back to Romans 3.23. Each one of us has sinned. Right. And, you know, I always break it down to A, B, C, and A is admit. Admit that you are a sinner based on this very verse. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory right. of God. So it's like step one is admitting. Can you admit that you've messed up, that you've done wrong? Um, you know, for some people, I even have to take it a step further and, like, clarify and define what a sin is. You know, there's a... I've shared this story before. You know, I yeah. sat down with a, a youth on a bench one time at summer camp. I was walking them through these steps. I was like, can you admit you've sinned before? Oh, yeah, I've done loads of good things. Okay. Well, no, a sin is a sin is the bad thing. Can you admit you've done, you know, you've sinned. Oh, you've done something right. wrong. Oh, dude, I, I lie to my parents all the time. I was like, <laughs> there you go. Okay. So, right. <laughs> okay. You have a firm grasp on this. Then. Right. Uh, and, and I mean, but sometimes you have to spell it out for people and I, and, and I'm happy to do that because I don't ever want to assume that they know and them by default, then assume that they're going to heaven. Right. No, I'd, I'd rather be a hundred percent sure that you are saved. Right. So I, I'm, I'm happy to spell well, it out for people. This, this nation, I'm sure not just us, mm -hmm. but we've redefined what every, sin is. every term. Yeah. So basically, uh, a lot of times people say, well, I think I'm going to have, go to heaven because I haven't robbed a bank and I haven't murdered anyone. And I like to point out, well, how many bank robbers and murderers do you actually know? Well, right. none. It's right. not a very, it's, it's not a high bar. It's a pretty low bar. You know, you haven't murdered, you haven't killed anybody. Well, great. That doesn't mean you haven't sinned. But for us, yeah. it's almost like there's nothing wrong. Oh, you got drunk. Oh, you were just having fun. You you sleep around. Right. Well, that's what everyone does. You lie. Well, that's what everyone does. It's all justified. Yeah, it's all justified. It's like there isn't anything hardly wrong that you can do. I think that society, we all agree that uh, sex trafficking would be wrong. Obviously, not everyone because somebody's doing it. But I mean, most Americans would right. think any abuse to a child is wrong. Right. And I believe we would all agree to murder is wrong. Right. Right. Now, once you start getting past that, I'm not. I'm not really mm -hmm. so sure. Maybe if you yeah. said something mean to somebody like that, might you hurt somebody's feelings? That might be actually a sin because it seems like we make a real big deal about that. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe we have a concept of it. 
And because of that, that's mm-hmm. harder. So you got to realize, no, I mean, we really have done things that we shouldn't do. Yeah, absolutely. And the nice thing is Second Corinthians 5.19, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us this message of reconciliation. That you can be reconciled to God means the 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 barrier between you and God has been removed now, mm-hmm. and it's removed in Christ. God mm-hmm. was reconciled to the world. Now, God's doing it, not you. You're not reconciling to God. Well, if you're looking at yourself, you're saying, well, I'm reconciling myself to God by my good works. Mm. The Bible teaches, no, God reconciles the world through Christ. Yeah. It's not through you. It's not through me. Reconciliation, having my sins forgiven, is coming clearly through Jesus Christ. And I think it's also important to know it's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's right. a personal decision. Uh, Cause I've also talked to a lot of people that are like, Oh yeah, my parents were really religious. Like I already know all this. And right. It's like, it's just head knowledge at that point. It's, it's not a personal faith. There's no personal decision in it. And unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, the faith of your parents, spouse, family, friend, whatever doesn't also cover you. Right. I can go to Chipotle and give my credit card and say, Hey, this is for me and you. Well, temporary, we die at the same time. I can't, oh, no, he's on me. He's got, no, it doesn't work that way. Right. And again, sometimes for people, you got to spell it out for them because right. they just, they're totally ignorant in it. They just do not know right. or they think they know. Well, I, I believe that a lot of people that go to church that for some reason don't view it because, again, mm-hmm. a plenty of people who sit in church Sunday after Sunday, I'll talk to them about this very topic. And they still, when I talked about how, how are you getting to heaven, they're still talking about what they're doing, not realizing it's by grace you have mm-hmm. been saved through faith. It's the gift of God, not of work, so that no one can boast, right. period. Right. And the story. Not saying we shouldn't do good stuff. I mean, good stuff comes because God's working in our lives mm-hmm. and changing our lives and doing good things, the best way to live and the happiest way to live. But it's nothing to do with my salvation yeah. at all. Yeah. And here's one I, I love this verse right here. John 1, 29, the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God, it takes away the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. And this is Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, it takes away the sins of the world. And in the Old Testament, one thing that we learned, if you were a sinner and you had sinned, you would come and bring an animal to the priest. You would confess your sin over the animal. The animal would die in your place. Over and over again, this is repeated. Then day of atonement, there'd be a scapegoat mm-hmm. and all the sins were confessed. It'd be let out in the wilderness, indicating your sins are being carried away. Yeah. The one who carries away your sin is Jesus. For me to right. say, oh, right. you know, I went to church and I preached and I married people and I taught Bible studies. That's, that's like saying, oh, hey, I'm the one who's making the payment for my sin, mm-hmm. not realizing, but I can't. Yeah. Because my good works are not currency in heaven. Yeah. So if I go if I go to Canada with a bunch of dollar bills or I mean they're not going to know what to do with that. I mean I have to exchange it into Canadian currency. Right. right. And Canadians the same if they come here they got to change their Canadian currency yep. into American dollars because you can't even I don't even know if we can really maybe sometimes you get away with it. I don't think you even give away Canadian quarters. Like it's not going to be weighted that that that's going to work because it's just not a currency that's going to work in this country. Mm-hmm. I couldn't take it to another country. I have to exchange any country I've ever been into. Yep. We had exchange our currency into the currency that worked there. Yeah. So for us to go to heaven and think that somehow my good works is my currency. No faith is the currency. Mm-hmm. Currency in heaven is what Jesus Christ did. And my believing in him in yeah. second Corinthians five twenty one, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. He was made to be sin. My sins go to him. His his righteousness comes to me, not mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. His his righteousness is what's coming 
to me. So I look at it and say, yeah, my righteousness isn't my own. So again, there's just a misunderstanding of what salvation really is. Right. No, it's important to note in Hebrews, it says, you know, God, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was uh, going back to the sacrifice. It was a, a one-time thing. It wasn't, didn't need to be repeated. It was, it was once and for all, a right. one and done kind of, kind of sacrifice. And we go back to that. That's how our sins are covered by the blood of Jesus. It's right. already happened. Right. We're not waiting for something else. There's nothing more to do other than other than accept that free gift. Right. You know, it, it's already it's already been paid for. I agree, hundred um, percent. There's something else. I just lost my thought. I thought it was coming out of Hebrews too, but well, Romans eight three. Look at that. While you're gathering that thought, uh, Romans eight three. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering, and He condemned sin in the flesh. And we we're talking about mm-hmm. how. They used to make sacrifice in the Old Testament. Then John sees Jesus, behold, the Lamb of God, it takes away the sins of the world. And then in this verse, it says, God did by sending his own son the likeness of human flesh, so he became human to be a sin offering. Mm. He's my sin offering. He's the one that God sent to die in my place. And I think that's a, such a beautiful concept to think about. It. He died in my place. He died instead of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it. so going back, I think my thought was, it was a transaction that took place on mm-hmm. the cross. Yeah. And that I think that's also important to note as well. Like as as Jesus' blood was poured out on our behalf for our sins, because he was perfect, and that's what that was the transactional piece, the perfect, unblemished sacrifice, yes. right. as as you mentioned, uh, had to pay the price for the sin. Who could do that? None of us. Right. Because we're all sinners. We're all imperfect. Right. But it was only someone who was perfect who could pay that price, and that was Jesus, came to this earth as a baby, died on the cross for our sins. Right. Was a the, whole, that was the whole purpose of it. Right. The righteous for the unrighteous. Mm-hmm. He was the righteous taking place. Now, some people will say, well, it's not fair, and God's being mean, and Christ didn't really come. No. It is fair because Christ willingly went. Christ, it's not like God, the judge, let's say. Right condemns man and then sends an innocent person to pay the price for us mm-hmm. that was unwilling to go. The salvation of mankind is based on two. God, the father sent the son because he so loved the world. Yeah, the son right, right. said no greater love is anyone than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. Mm-hmm. And I willingly lay my life down. No one takes it from me. Yeah. So he went of his own accord yeah. to pay. So it was the love of the father it was the love of the son, and it was also mm-hmm. based on their holiness because God is holy, so he can't sweep sins right. under the rug. And sometimes exactly. people say, well, why can't God just sweep it under the rug? I mean, we, we forgive people all the time, and we don't make them pass. Yeah, but God can't do that mm-hmm. because we're not, we're not in that same place. We're one sinner forgiving another sinner. Yeah, right. That's a whole big difference. Like, for me to forgive you for sinning against me, well, guess what? Yeah, I ought to. Mm-hmm. Not like I'm perfect. Yeah. I mean, none of yeah. us are perfect, so it's a lot easier to forgive people, but God is perfect. So for him, there had to be that payment for sin, and that was Jesus Christ. So you see the holiness of God on display, but you also see the love of God. Right. And I love it that he's both, he's the one who's doing the sacrifice, and he is the sacrifice. Yeah. No, I always think of the image of, of a Venn diagram, you know, the two circles we have. We have a distinct separation between the two. We have God, who's holy, and us, who are sinners. Right. And there's no overlap. That's that's our two circles. Right. And then they do overlap only because of Jesus, who right. came to be a sacrifice, you know, came right. and lived among men, right. who died on the cross. Uh, so that's what bridges the two. That's the only way we can have the uh, the 
the overlap in the circles, the commonality right. is is through Jesus, through the right. blood of Jesus. And I, that that image has always kind of stuck out to me because there's a distinct separation between us, right, fallen from God's glory, right, or fall short of God's glory, and God who is perfect and holy without sin. The two cannot go together, right. The cross really, I like the the bridge analogy too, right. the cross the cross the bridge, mm-hmm. and so we get over. But it really, we cross that bridge through faith. Mm-hmm. Like we cross the bridge of the cross through our faith in Jesus Christ. And all these things that we've been talking about, all God expects of us is to believe. Jesus Christ said, whoever believed in him, he would raise them up the last mm-hmm. day and give them eternal life. And that's all I know. All I know is he said, believe in me. And I put my faith in Jesus. For me, I was five years old, six, and I was by myself. And I just started thinking about, I wanted to go to heaven. I didn't want to go to hell. I'm thinking about that. And then I just, it dawns on me. God just opened the light of my mind. Well, if you want to go to heaven, you got to believe in Jesus. So I did. I Mm -hmm. just prayed to him right then and there. And that's what I encourage anyone to do. If you never put your faith in Christ, I would encourage you. No, he died for your sins. You're not going to make it to heaven on your own. You got to believe in Jesus Christ. But have you ever done that? Have you ever come to that point where you believed in him? Because if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Mm Mm-hmm. But it takes us putting that prayer out there and just saying and asking for it, not just assuming we have it. Yeah. So I think for every single person, we have we need to have faith. But I appreciate you coming in and talking about this topic. Mm-hmm. And if you ever have any questions, any of you who are listening to this podcast, and I don't care where you are, you can be in a different country and listen to this podcast. Get hold of us if you have questions. Uh, feel free to write that down in the comments, email us, get hold of us, and I will be happy to help you through it. You guys all have a great and an awesome week. 